What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. What if kittens break the clock and spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're finishing out a two-part story about the next president of What If World. Oh, but first we got some shout-outs. Okay, friend. Like for Alfie, who's seven, almost eight, from Galway, Ireland, and his big sister Ella, and his even bigger sister Ashling, who's doing a chemistry PhD in Edinburgh. Alfie loves science, soccer, and engineering. Pero I've got a meow out for Azalea, who loves drawing and hugging her new baby sister Allegra. Congrats on becoming a big sis. I wanted to shout out Miles Cates, who's nine years old and has a bearded dress named Cheetah. Then there's Willem, age 8, who loves me, JF Cat. And finally, Miriam, who's 6 years old, lives in New Jersey, and loves to build things and write stories. Alright, we're gonna finish out our two-part story, and we'll start with a little recap. Well, previously on Papa Lou's News, <laughs> I declared Farrelly's the next president, and uh, well, then nothing much of interest happened, so I started scatting like this on the radio. Papa Lou, actually, um, something sort of interesting did happen. That's where the story left off. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, you see, these hats full of spider webs seem to be climbing onto people's heads and making them say fair release like they were zombies. You didn't catch any of that? Uh, no, sir, I certainly did not. Well, yeah, and then Alabaster and Fairlease were investigating, and they met Fred, and, and he flew them to the what house to go see if, if someone was trying to take it over? No, I, I didn't catch any of that. Oh, well, that's where we left off. If you say so, folks remember to tune in to Papaloo's News for minute-by-minute minute coverage of these exciting election results. Which have already been declared, so they're really not exciting. So I'll, I'm, I, maybe I'll just keep scanning. Okay. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia 
every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. President-elect Fairlease and Alabaster Zero had just been dropped off near the what house by their friend, Fred the Dog. Okay, bye! We could probably have used his help. Oh, let him enjoy his retirement. There's nothing I can't handle with my detective partner. Oh, Fairlease. And as Fairlease and Alabaster Zero approached the what house, they saw, as you might have guessed, a creature of unimaginable horror and squishiness wrapping its many tentacles around the what house. <laughs> yes, feed me. The power of what if befuddle the minds with misinformation and make me Kathunkel, the one true deserving president. Kathunkel, Kathunkel indeed. Oh dear, you two are in a scene together again. What's wrong with What's that? What's wrong with that? You, you two don't hear it? No. No? I mean, it's like a scratchy voice contest. There is no contest. Yeah, because my voice is the scratchiest. Oh, let's just get on with it. It's so late, and I just turned president at midnight. Oh, I think you'll find you're sorely mistaken, Fairlease. I am sure word has already spread across What If World of Fairlease's treachery said Kathunkle, reaching inside the house to flick on the radio with a tentacle. Okay, that's not what I expected to be on the radio. You know, in the, in the movies, when they turn the radio on, it's always like the exact news story that they wanted you to hear. Yeah, that's always bothered me. Oh, it's so unrealistic. I agree, said Papaloo. From the radio. No matter. They shall learn soon enough. That my power is absolute. Oh, I'm afraid there's no such thing as absolute power, Kathunkle. Oh dear, I smell a lesson. The only lesson you're getting is how to fit an ever-shifting number of tentacles into a prison jumpsuit. I'd simply cut out the leg holes and make it a, a prison dressing gown. Oh, yeah, oh, that would work. Oh, okay. Now that we figured that out. Kathunkle bent one of his tentacles together as if he were snapping, and a bunch of spiderweb hats started skittering out of the woods towards Fairlease and Alabaster. Oh, that's upsetting. As I really don't like the visual of the spiderwebs moving in the hats. I'm sorry, it's happening. That was the what-if question. <laughs> Alabaster picked a stick off the forest floor to fend off the advancing hats, and Fairlease drew her wand. Fairlease's magic was nearly exhausted after saving others all night long. 
But Fairlise was the kind of person who dedicated her life to helping others. And before she even knew what she was doing, she'd used the last of her magic to put a protective bubble around Alabaster. Fairlise, what are you doing? I- I've got the best chance of getting away. Fairlise! Alabaster struggled in his bubble, but it was so small he could barely move. And he watched his fellow detective zip and weave through the trees and into the sky, chased by a swarm of crawling, jumping, and even flying hats. <laughs> it is only a matter of time, Alabaster. Stop this, Uncle. I thought you changed. I have changed. Very least didn't truly want to be president he said, as a ten-gallon hat was gaining on the ferry, flying through the sky. I am simply helping her. You're about to turn her into a spiderweb head. Oh, don't worry. Those hats just help me control the way people think. That way, I can force everyone to make this world a better place. You know, I may sometimes be a rotten detective, but there's no way I'm buying your story. Alabaster's bubble was so small and tight, he'd been forced into a crouch. So he tucked his body and started doing somersaults toward Cathuncle. Please, detective, you cannot stand against me. I can't stand at all right now. I'm in a fairy-sized bubble. It's a figure of speech. Will stand, crawl, or roll. I will always fight against injustice. Fair Elise, echoed the fairy from under a ten-gallon hat that had finally caught her. Ah, you see, those not under the cap's control will assume that she used them to cheat her way to the presidency before falling victim to her own magic. Then they will change their vote to Uncle for president. What made you think they're going to vote for you? Alabaster was rolling closer and closer to the giant Squidipus. Dozens of hats had clung to the outside of Alabaster Zero's bubble. The hats couldn't get through the spell, and so they got crumpled as the detective rolled closer to Cathuncle. They will want to vote for me when I save them from the horrors of the spiderweb hats. I don't know. Demonstrating you have control over the hats that no one else could control? Uh, sounds kind of incriminating. But, uh, well, um... Alabaster was only a foot away from Cathuncle. Wouldn't it be better if you fell victim to the hats and Fairlease didn't? How do you mean? Well, because then no one would suspect that you were the one who set the hats on everyone in the first place. And Fairlise falling victim to a hat, I mean, that just means she can't control them. I mean, you gotta follow your own magic rules logic in this frame job. Quite clever, Alabaster. I merely have to find a way to get these hats upon me without having them control my mind, of course. Alabaster had taken his last little somersault onto the tentacle of this great beast, and all of the dozens of hats he'd collected along the way crawled up to Cathuncle's head and... Fair Elise. That's right, buddy. Fair Elise, your new president. All the animated hats across What If World started slowing as if they were falling asleep, which meant... 
that Fair Elise was falling out of the sky inside a ten-gallon hat. Ugh, this is more tumbling than I wanted to do tonight. An alabaster quickly scrambled and rolled right underneath Fair Elise and boom, caught her on his protective bubble as the spell on the bubble and the spell on the hat both finally wore off. Alabasta, did you save me? You saved me first, partner. Still, I'm just really shocked. I I mean, come on, don't act too shocked. All right. I mean, I'm really proud. Well, don't be too proud. This spell's about to wear off of Cthuncle, too. (laughs) Merely a temporary setback. The damage of the spiderweb hats has already been done. While you heard it air first, folks, Kavunkle is still confident he can take over What If World, despite the fact that he just spent the last five minutes laying out his evil plan in excruciating detail. What? What is that? You didn't know, Kavunkle. Radios in What If World can often hear you just as well as you hear them. But that is logically impossible. It might be impossible, but it's still awfully convenient. Well, there are logical rules to how these things work. To those just tuning in, President Farrelly's and her partner in crime solving have just solved their last case together. Oh, I'm sure it will not be our last. I'm sure at this very moment, they're saying some sort of cool catchphrase. You see, that he's not clear whether or not he actually hears us. Breaking news, Kathunkel is confused. Don't worry, Kathunkel. You'll have a lot of time to figure out how the radio works from your jail cell. Ooh, I'm going to have a radio from jail this time. Uh, yes, prison reform is going to be top on my ledger. Do you think your your more ample gargantuan horrors from beyond the universe could get a, a more spacious cell if it'll reduce recidivism? Maybe. Okay, lots of big words today. We should probably wrap this up. Very least, may I make one last request? It needn't be a last request. Could I wear that ten-gallon hat upon my mantle? I think it'd make me look cool. Oh, of course. Oh, now you look like a proper stagecoach squidipus. Oh, are there any more of those ten-gallon hats lying around? Don't steal my thing, Alabaster. It's not your thing. You just put the hat on five seconds ago. I've decided it's my thing, though. Ah, uh, at least... You're the president. Tell him I can wear a ten-gallon hat, too. Um, that's not a proper use of my authority, Alabaster. Oh, what's the use of having a president for a friend? Uh, that I'll help make the world a better place? <sighs> better place if only I could wear a ten-gallon hat. You can. You just have to acknowledge that it was my thing first. Not a chance, hot pants. I'm, I'm not wearing hot pants. Remember? Ever-shifting number of tentacles. It's just an expression. The end. Well, Miriam and Izzy, I hope you enjoyed your story. Folks at home, the best way to help others find out about this show is by telling a friend or family member. You can also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you want ad-free episodes released early, a shout-out on the show, a better chance of getting your question answered, and access to tons of other rewards, please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home 
who know that persistence and teamwork can overcome any villain. Although, sometimes it takes longer than a 20-minute story. Until we meet again... Keep wondering. Wow, that was exhausting. Okay, ah, uh, bet if you still have the radio on.